G'day and welcome to another episode of Spectrum Uncensored. Today I have with me Kaylin from the northern suburbs of Brisbane. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. So you just want to tell me a little bit about what you're diagnosed with and when you were diagnosed? Yeah, so um, I've been diagnosed with um, ASD. Uh, at the time I was diagnosed, it was called um, Aspergis. I don't think that's the term that's used anymore. Um, yeah. I know I still occasionally use it, but I think that yeah, it's 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 uh, not supposed to be used anymore. Um, I was I was actually diagnosed quite early on, um, at least compared to what uh, I hear from a lot of people. Um, I was diagnosed age seven, so okay. so very early on. So the story goes that um, I had I was in primary school, so going from grade one to grade two, and. Uh, and whatever, and, and so I wanted we. I kind of had to move schools. Wanted to move schools and had to move schools for uh, logistics reasons. Uh, and so, um, and so, what happened was uh, when uh, I was I was I was actually I wasn't seven. It was two thousand seven, but I was six, turning seven at the time. So, um, yep. so uh, essentially, what happened was I was went in for the uh, an interview with the principal, uh, and my mum was there as well. And from what I've been told, during the interview with the principal, the principal was there asking me, like, you know, interviewing interviewing me, asking me questions. And I was told that uh, what I was doing was walking around the office um, while the questions were going, like staring at things, um, looking at, uh, you know, looking at the plants in the office, the books, um, you know, um, Principal like, so tell me what, what makes you want to come to this school? And I had my back, like, looking around and um, <laughs> for almost the entire time. And um, so the principal suggested to my mum he might have, again, at the time, um, Asperger's. Uh, and I don't know I don't know if there was any um, you know, parents at all suspected beforehand, um, but I do know that they were told probably around that time, do you have any diagnosed? So I did. I got diagnosed... Um, yeah, so age six, um, potentially, if it was that little later at age, just at the start of age seven. And um, yeah, look, I uh, yeah, diagnosed yeah, with Asperger's, which has gone on to be ASD. And yeah, that's um, essentially, I've just yeah had that diagnosis since then. Um, it's something I wasn't, I don't think I actually was aware of the diagnosis until... Again, still probably earlier on than a lot of other people uh, get aware of their diagnosis, but I think it wasn't until maybe I was uh, 10 or 11, maybe 12, when I was uh, told. And um, it was actually funny. The re- the, I do remember being, to- being told the way I was told was uh, we were watching a, a movie on Channel 11. Uh, they were doing a movie night. And the movie was Adam. I don't know if you've heard of Adam. No, no. No, it is. It's an actual movie about a guy um, who has um, Asperger's. Okay. And he was. Um, I can't remember the actor who uh, who plays him, but uh, but yeah, he was. And he was like hyper obsessed with uh, planets and space. And although he's hyper obsessed with that, uh, what you did see in the film was those small little quirks that uh, potentially did get him into trouble uh, or things that he didn't quite understand um, that just, yeah, um, which made you, like, laugh along but also, like, feel for him as well. And I remember when yeah. watching that movie, my mum told me, um, 
you have not not in this way because this way can obviously be taken multiple ways but in a way she said you have what he has like um yeah yep. you have um yeah Asperger's um and so I think I might have been told a bit early but I definitely know from that point is when I actually like knew um and it's not something I like was upset about and it's something I've it's not never something I've ever been upset about it's just more something that I've been in the back of my mind like okay so um there's a bit of a different thought pattern that goes through my head um or I've remember things differently to way maybe a neurotypical person does uh, or hyperfixate on things, which um, even now in the early adult life uh, has, has happened. And um, I have picked up on in conversations as well, but um, uh, I don't think to the extent of when I was like in high school, especially, I do know that I do remember I'd always like, if I was like talking about, let's say a holiday I went on, uh, even even early university, um, I remember my first year of university in 2018, um, I was talking about a trip to the US I did with my dad to celebrate the end of high school. And as soon as, um, as soon as, uh, and I'd, I'd talk about every place, but then as soon as the conversation got off topic, I'd talk maybe for two minutes like about that, but like, well, anyways, back to the trip. So after that, we went to the end. So, and so there definitely has been, um, and so the, the, there has been those stuff. I think in early adult life, I've sort of noticed noticed it a bit more and been able self-aware. to self-aware. Yeah, self-aware. I've been able to catch yeah. it while obviously yeah, in those, especially early high school years, even though I was aware of it, there was still that, I don't want to say disengagement, but you know what I mean? Sort of that barrier of, oh, oh well, the, that barrier, the barrier of like, you know, um, of what I was doing. Yeah. So yeah, and I think when you're when you're small or younger, it, you don't have that life experience yet. And then you know, as you're learning things as you go along, it's like, oh, okay, that's why I do that. And I mean, with with my diagnosis being so late in life, I was 31 when I was diagnosed, 32. Oh, um, okay. So it's yeah, it's a bit strange because you know you you always knew you were different, and mm. um, but you weren't quite sure why or how, and um, and so growing up, not really having that knowledge, um, I don't know if it made me feel more alienated than I would have been had I known or how I would have felt had I known um, as a child that I had autism. But, um, but yeah, definitely it's interesting talking to different people that, you know, have either been diagnosed as a child or have been diagnosed as an adult and kind of um, seeing how, late diagnosis versus early diagnosis affects the path, I suppose, in life. Um, so it's, it's definitely, I mean, you've, um, you've obviously got a career and everything like that. And um, it, do you think that your diagnosis kind of steered you in a particular direction with that? Yeah. So look, um, so obviously career being, uh, yeah, so I'm going into teaching as a career. And uh, the story with that goes that um, I was initially at uni studying film. Uh, I finished uh, finished mid-2021 with that degree as an undergrad and, you know, COVID time. So it was a bit hard to, I mean, it, it's always, it was always going to be hard to find a job in film. Um, yep. But COVID time. passion, obviously. You, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. COVID times bumps that up just a little bit in terms of the difficulty. So, um, <laughs> uh, so my, my promise to myself was, okay, I'll go into teaching because that was, that's always been sort of my second career choice. Um, 
Um, and I've always been encouraged. My parents have said, like, you know, the way you explain things, the passion you have about uh, certain things, your sympathy to other people would really make you a good teacher. Yeah. And so that was always my second career choice. And so I um, started that. I did roughly start it a bit the beginning of last year, but um, I had to defer. There was a lot of reasons involved in that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, catching COVID like before the census date was one of them. Uh, <laughs> just to, to the point I was, yeah, to the point I was just like, yeah, I, I think I've got a time. Yeah, it throws you around. But um, I, I started uh, my master's in it this year. And uh, I, was, I was also a teacher aider's job as well. Um, yep. I won't say the school name again, but just I'm um, at a school in Brisbane. Yep. And do you still do that? Yeah, yeah I still do Yeah, while well, you're studying. Yeah. Yeah, while well, I'm studying. Um, yep. But obviously, so I do that. And then obviously I'm on uh, studying for my teaching degree as yeah, yeah as well. So uh, it's that, that, that's sort of the yeah, career I'm leaning. I'll be starting teaching if everything goes well, like from 2025 onwards. So yep. I think that I, I've been quite happy with that because um, one of the things I am able to teach since I've done the degree in it is film. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I always, I, my mindset with that is, oh, if you can't work in it, teach it. <laughs> so Yeah, and I find a lot of people do that. They'll, they'll do yeah. a, a career choice and then go, okay, I can't get a job in that specific area. So then do, do a few more years for teaching and then, yeah, we'll literally teach what they've learned. A lot of my friends who do the art subjects, uh, I had a lot of friends who did drama, uh, teaching it um, as well. I had uh, even, well, even it's a lot of the art subjects that get sort of pushed to that. Uh, you, most people are going to teach it because it's hard to get a job in it. But even like yeah. I have friends um, who I study with who do um, things like, you know, uh, who studied in undergrad like some science and psychology or maths and even there they've, they've struggled to get jobs and it's they've turned to, to teaching to actually teach it instead. I see that a lot with history as well. Um, yeah, yeah, history is on yeah everyone, go, everyone that studies history goes on to teach it but I feel <laughs> like it's kind of perfect that kind of pathway into teaching is perfect for people with ASD because it's like they pick their passion and then you wouldn't feel that kind of pressure to perform in front of people because it's a subject matter that you love and you know a lot about so yeah. it would just come naturally yeah 100 percent. and i think um yeah I'm, I'm always big on that's one of my hobbies i love performing um i'm a big performing arts person uh in brisbane i often do like community theater shows where i can um haven't cool, done any yeah. recently, just been way too busy um yeah. <laughs> it sounds right. like you got a lot on your plate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um but where are but that is one thing. And so I think, yeah, I always see it as a bit of a, like, well, I, I, I'm told as well by other friends of mine who do like those sorts of performance things and do teaching, like it's just a performance. Yeah. So like that's, it's one thing that is really good to like, that really good backbone to have when yeah, up there and, and, uh, you can, <clears throat> sorry, you can, you can, um, you can really put everything into, your your um profession then because you are you you want to be there you're enjoying it um it's something that yeah you can hyper focus on kind of thing um is the teaching are you looking to teach primary school years or high school years oh, high school high school yep. yeah okay think, yep. um everyone's either one or the other and uh i'm the i'm the other i'm high school <laughs> um yes yeah yeah and, um, were you working with children as an aide or older children like were you in a primary school or high school oh, um 
high school as well. Yeah. High school, okay. Yes. Okay. Of the like, which um, oh, in terms of like younger high school, older high school, a variety. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just wondered if you were in uh, the primary school years or the upper school years because um, that's interesting. I mainly have spoken to people that are in the primary school years, so um, it's definitely a very different perspective. Um, mm. on things if you're teaching young adult, adults mm. or or helping young adults oh 100 percent. yeah it's um yeah definitely yeah and yeah primary school i think there's a lot more would be a lot more involved in like primary school teacher aiding um as well um i haven't been in it but i can just imagine so <laughs> it's definitely i think different it's obviously different stages of life and mm. um and a lot of kids that have dis- disabilities um in the in the early years it's the more I guess informative years, but also they're trying to kind of find their way and find what they like and things like that. So I could imagine there would be a little bit more involved in that regard. But then, of course, you've got different hurdles for, you know, puberty <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um that comes into it too. <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine that would be a challenge in itself. So it's um you know all the hormones are, are raging and <laughs> you know people trying to find their way. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it all definitely is uh, factors into it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I imagine it's a very rewarding um yeah. job as well. It is actually. I um, I, I love it. I love it. It's um, there are there are days where it can be a bit more of a oh, just have like a bit of a struggle with like um that student, but in the end, like I, I love it. It's it's such a it's such a yeah, rewarding job, and um, I think taking sort of my experience uh, when I was younger and in high school and stuff like that, and and look, no one with ASD is the same, yeah, uh, and ASD is not the same as like every other single um like learning support um learning support factor, but. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely something like you know I, I love sort of taking the okay, what would I've needed in that situation, and what how can I modify it, or um, how can I modify it or adapt it for this student? Do yeah. Do you feel like a lot of aids are on the spectrum them, themselves? Because um, I I kind of get that vibe from people that work in that that area. A lot of them have their own um diagnosis of some description and i almost feel like that's that's a a benefit because as you say you can relate and things like that Mm. and yeah look i'm i'd I'd love to say yes uh again oh well one of the main things with me is like you know and we we know you can't always tell if someone is no no so um sometimes there's really good masking and all that sort of stuff um Especially in a professional field, like yeah, in a professional yeah. environment. From my experience, um, at face value, I'd have to say no, um, just for the ones I've sort of um, hung out with. Um, again, that doesn't mean that, but just from at face value, I'd say no. A lot of them are actually uh, more parents themselves. Um, yeah. Parents themselves or or people like me who are studying to do teaching as well. Um, yeah. That's been my experience with uh, sort of, yeah, at different aids. I, I, there's, again, it doesn't mean that I haven't, but there's not a, oh, actually, no, I think there's been a couple of aids who I've been friends with who I think are on the spectrum. But um, 
Yep. But at face value for the majority, um, I find the majority um, are parents or, again, students like me who are studying to go on teaching. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I think too, in that environment, it, everything's very normalised as well. Like it's, you know, in certain environments, it sticks out a lot more if you're different, but then in environments where everyone's kind of different, it, everyone just kind of blends in too, like yeah. it's, um, <laughs> which I love. Like it's, it's definitely, I feel... Um, those kinds of environments are a lot more supportive of just everybody in general. And, um, and that's, you know, obviously very important, but, um, I, I find that when I meet people, I can usually tell straight away if they're on the spectrum or not, but I can't tell straight away if they're not. Um, and I, I often will say, you know, okay, well, if I can't tell if they're not, then they probably aren't like, it's, it's just, it's a very weird kind of, yeah. I mean, all of my friends are definitely, you know, either ASD or ADHD or both. Um, and it's kind of funny because as we've gone through life together, one's gotten diagnosed and then the next one's gotten diagnosed and it's kind of like pushed one another to get assessed. And, um, like my best friend, I met her through my son's original school and, um, she just, she started learning a little bit about my son and then she was kind of like, oh, do you think my kids? And I was like, mm, yeah. And then from there, you know, before long I was diagnosed, she was diagnosed and, um, and we're just, you know, sitting around diagnosing everybody. But, um, but yeah, I mean, even one of my brothers, um, as soon as I learned about what autism was for my son, I've just gone, oh, okay. Yeah. One of my brothers is a little bit like that. And, when I, he's not diagnosed, but when I explained to him what autism was, he was like, that sounds like me. And I was like, mm, yeah, that, that kind of is you. Um, but since, since he started, he's now, um, he just turned 21. So, um, he's in university now, as far as I know, and he's studying music. So, um, he's just been studying music pretty much the whole way through because it's a passion of his. He's really good at piano, um, does a lot of performing as well. Um, so I wouldn't surprise me if he eventually branched out and did what you're doing with the whole teaching thing yeah. and going on to teach what he loves. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's got all of his friends are on the spectrum. Like they're all very quirky and, and different, but I just love that you can I don't know, go through life and not, not really have your people. And then all of a sudden they just all pop up at once. Um, yeah. uh, do you have a lot of friends that are very oh. similar or you've gone through similar things with? Um, Definitely for, uh, definitely now I do, yeah. uh, throughout like, let's say, uh, primary school, I would say no, not at all. Um, and like looking back, that was definitely, um, noticeable because, uh, there was a noticeable difference. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, and, um, and that's just upon reflection. There's definitely like noticeable differences. Um, and it was all, it was in primary school was a bit of a struggle, like not a major struggle. Um, but it was obviously a bit of a struggle. I mean, it didn't, I mean, grade seven, like there were four boys in my grade, including me. So that's that's the grade where, you know, you sort of have that, oh, guys group versus girls group. Yeah. The guys don't want to hang with the girls group. You want to, but obviously four boys, including me and uh, the three others were sporty and I was very artsy and stuff. So, um, that didn't always, uh, didn't always go as smoothly as, you know, I'll, I'll, would have liked but again that's that, that that's in the past um <laughs> uh, high school to an extent yeah a couple uh and then outside of high school uh definitely yeah quite a few but outside of high school like i've got like like outside high school is in after high school post life now um 
a yeah. whole wider range um like high school you generally have maybe your friends in high school and then a couple who you might do a curricular activity outside here yeah. i have i've got my work friends i've got my previous work friends i've got ones who i do forming with i've got ones who i'm at uni with um and definitely and those ones who definitely aren't on the spectrum um are also very understanding i think that is the difference you do find that there's um in the High school years, I actually did find that there was a bit of an understanding in it. It was primary yeah. school, I found that there wasn't. Uh, but high school, there was. But then obviously out now in the, in the real world, I find there is an understanding and a bit more of an acceptance for it, at least in the groups that I'm in, uh, yeah. which is good. And look, most of the time, um, I, most of the time, like, it tend, it's to the point where, you know, sometimes I do forget uh, that I'm on the spectrum because, you know, we all hang out we're all like you know all us with different sort of abilities different mindsets um different backgrounds we all just some um, hang out and like have a good time and so most of, and so because of that i think the best thing is when you do forget you're on the spectrum not and not in a bad way but just you yeah. know it just shows that the people you're hanging out with are sort of just uh you know treating you just like you're a friend you're one of them and um yeah and that, that's probably yeah and i think that yeah that that is the if you forget for a time um, or it sort of goes away for a time that like you are. Yeah. Uh, whether there is something a bit different, then that, that's the best thing I find. It's not like... It shows you're in a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, you're no longer defined by you yeah. know, the fact that you are and that's that's the way it should be for everybody. Everybody should just be embraced and supported and yeah. loved for exactly. the, them, just their personality and who they are and what they love to do. And I think a lot of the time stuff isn't as forgivable when you're younger because there's a lot of people always looking for a reason why you're doing something and it's almost yeah. always um, behavioural, like that child is naughty. Whereas when you get to high school and you still haven't been able to change your ways, so to speak, people start going, oh, okay, maybe there's something more to that. And so, yeah, it, it, there's definitely yeah. more awareness the older you get. Yeah, I think it's also been like, um, I mean, I... I mean, look, I'm relatively young. I was I finished up primary school, grade seven was still part of primary school, and I finished up 2012. So, look, I'm relatively young. That's not that long ago. Um, yeah. But I think it has been, like, as the years have gone on, there has been that bit more of a, yeah, uh, awareness and that type of thing. I think, um, and again, like, I think the population of, let's say, schools, well, again, there's a lot more people when I went to high school, and that's really, I think that that meant there was more people who had that, um, I mean, again, another thing might not just be the ASD. It might actually be like the interest and the fact that I'm much more an artsy person than a sporty person. And then in high school, you had more people who were, not more people who are artsy, still definitely the majority sporty, but more boys who who were that little bit more on yeah. that performing arts side. And um, yeah, so, and so that's what I, and so I think that that's probably one of the, uh, yeah, one of the things. And then again, outside of high school, into adult life, um, because then you're an adult, you can kind of seek it out a bit more. You can you can actually go to, let's say, uh, a performing arts show or join a theatre company, and then you get to meet people, uh, yeah. essentially who are like that, who are like that, who um, yeah. I mean, I, I who would I hope would be like that if they were actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, that's <laughs> that's just it, though. You're getting that more independence. You're going out mm. into the world and exactly. you're getting more life experience. And I find that it's it's usually in your 20s when you start to meet people that 
become potential lifelong friends. A lot of people, like yeah. even I've got a lot of siblings. I'm the eldest of nine. So um, I've got a sister who's at the bottom of the uh, group and then I'm the eldest and then we've got seven brothers in the middle. So um, so it's, I, I just find like watching them go through things and stuff like that, they, they'll often say to me, oh, you know, I, don't, I never want to move away from where I live because I have all these friends. I'm like, yeah, you have friends, but you once you hit your 20s you go in different directions uh, and you know you help, you might keep a few but yeah, yeah. I, I actually did find that because um i um i have no oh, i don't say i have no contact like again it's the digital age just like facebook i guess like still yeah. friends of facebook but i none of the friends who i went to high school with i don't think i've hung out with in the last three four years um yeah I yeah. think oh, <clears throat> I think maybe one or two at uni might have popped up, might have gone for like a night to eat occasionally. But other than that, um, yeah, no one, at least in my grade. I think I, I, I did work with someone who was in a different grade to me um, not too yep. long ago. Um, but, again, in terms of like hangout friendship-wise, um, yeah, definitely not. I think, yeah, the friends who I'm at, I don't even think from my first, because I went to a different uni when I first started uni. To, yep, yep. Um, then when I... <clears throat> continued uh and i think um yeah not even from first year of uni i think it was from second year of uni onwards where i've actually gotten the friends who i've more like you know still go hey i'm just having a get together you want to come along i'm um, just like a yeah. quiet night to um <clears throat> yeah have you know some drinks and talk and just have a bit of music and yeah i guess when you're going through primary school and stuff, it's a very sheltered environment. Like you, you literally go from home to school and then back again. So that's just that they're the only people you get to really meet. Um, but then as you, you know, hit your twenties and stuff and you branch out and you start going out into the world. Um, yeah. You start meeting people through work or extra, you know, curricular things. Yeah. And obviously there is the like occasional outside of school activities. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is something where, um, I've managed to uh, <clears throat> sort of build those um, social skills. So I know that my mom used to say um, that mom used to try to get me involved in, um, well, not everything, everything, not, not push everything on me, but just try <laughs> to get involved in um, quite a few things. Um, um, mom uh, works in education as well. And yep. uh, I think she sort of uh, also knew that, um, there are some kids obviously who are diagnosed the exact same as me, but because of that, um, are kind of sheltered that bit more, uh, yep. them, and because of that, they don't get to build those social skills, which means by the time they get into high school and then they're outside school, they're a bit, I don't want to say it doesn't, don't always turn out antisocial. I'm not saying that isn't a bad thing either. Yeah, like reserved. Reserved. And that's sort of um, what happened. So I was, so my parents really wanted to get me involved in like soccer when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, involved in, um, again, just, just for a couple of years. I, again, not sporty. Um, I remember hearing stories about, you know, how uh, it was it's quite <laughs> funny. My mum would, would coach uh, yep. and I would like obviously coach the games that I'm playing. Um, but again, me and my SD, what would happen is like I'd see, <laughs> let's say, a butterfly on the field and I'd just stop in the middle of the field and uh, – <laughs> My mum would always tell me, like all the all the people, like get that kid off the field. We don't on <laughs> the team. The ones just sort of coach, like, okay, what what do I do in this situation? <laughs> oh, man, just doing help. your own thing. <laughs> I, I, I 
kick him off the field. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of the social skills that I've built, because like I, I'm, I'm very like I, I think I'm, I'm very social. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've got like quite a few friends groups. I'm very social. Um, again, still got those ASD quirks, but I can catch them a bit more now. Like, uh, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I was sort of. And don't want to say push, but sort of nudged out there to do some co-curricular activities as a yep. as a kid, and then uh, that built off like um, did a bit of like you know drama classes. Then in late primary school, early high school, got me into let's say things like the school musical and um, school yep. band and other stuff like that. And then that's uh, and that's really sort of um, yeah, uh, it, it's really sort of yeah helped your social skills. I think that that's why sort of I might be a bit more as social as I am today. Mm. And I think yep. that, uh, yeah, and it's really, um, yeah, and uh, like I said, despite, despite those like sort of um, ASD quirks, like in, in my early, in my young adult life, I've, I've been able to sort of catch them a bit um, yep. because of that. Like, you know, I make a joke with uh, one group of friends and um, I make a joke with one group of friends and, you know, it might, you know, not it might not fly like they might just get missed um as a you know as a teenager or as a sort of like 12 year old or 13 year old they'd probably be like oh, okay like i'd sit on it for days like oh, <laughs> I thought that. well now i can kind of go oh okay what don't, don't don't try that with the next friend group then for days if it's something that you know came out wrong and offended the friend and might might start for days like oh okay maybe i shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. but um but the majority just like oh okay yeah maybe don't maybe don't say that yeah <laughs> my best friend's like that she's like no that is too far i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah um, it, um yeah but 